people accuse us of, of maybe being a little too nostalgic and, and looking back. And I am nostalgic sometimes for snow, but I also really love the way the technology industry has turned out and the fact that I'm 30% robot spider. So I, I think that there's a, a lot that we can learn from the past. Rich, oh my goodness, here we are in the metaverse. Good to see you, my friend. Let me tell you something. Ever since I started taking Reverser Rate, mm. which reverses the aging process, when it came, came out, what, 2044? You look good. I was I was about to turn 70, dude. And now I'm like 48. I mean, now mind you, in 30 years, I'm going to be 10 years old, which will be weird. But let's put that aside for a second. I feel really It's going to be hard on your son. It'll be tricky. It'll be tricky. Well, yeah. So- it's good to be here. The year is 2058. Yeah, let's look back at what changed. 2058. It's going to be exciting to talk about the climate. Personally, I wasn't able to really get that reversary prescription, but I was able to partially upload my brain to an artificial intelligence. It broke halfway through, and now I'm about 30% mechanical spider. But <laughs> but that's fine. We're all doing great. Postlight's doing great. It's 20. What year is it, you said? 2058. 2058. <laughs> Boy, my iPhone 71 just vaccinated me like 20 <laughs> minutes ago. It's crazy. Did you get the suppository version or did you get the uh, just the classic? No, I got classic. I got the two by two, the two by two inch. Yeah, it doesn't have stretches as many cameras. out to like a, a piece of paper, essentially like an eight and a half by 11. But it's two by two in my pocket. Thing is, though, it just it sent me the notification. It's like, do you want it? I was like, yes. And this says, okay, it'll be administered in the next 12 hours. And then I felt a sting in my pants. And I'm like, dude, you can't just vaccinate. I don't uh, like this feature. No, no, just they did that with that U2 album and they can do it with the actual vaccine as well. That's just also, Apple. Dude, booster as in-app purchase is not cool. You know what's wacky is people used to get really upset about the idea of Bill Gates from Microsoft injecting them with nanomachines in the form of vaccines. And now they'll pay Apple like $100 just to do it. You know it. why? I trust Apple. Tim Cook has been doing good, too. He he aged backwards. He's three. <laughs> He's, yeah. It's a brave product vision. It just, it just says poopy. We're dodging the big story, okay? All the boutique hotels that were in Miami moved to Montreal. is not by accident, right? No, we're in, we're in Montreal right now. <laughs> we are in Montreal right now. Yeah. It's 80 yeah. degrees. It's January. And, uh, you know, we tried to turn it around, Paul. Let's go back 50 years. Let's go back, not even, 30 years, Paul. The early 2020s. Years. Okay. Right? I mean, there were enough damn white papers out. Movie with Leonardo DiCaprio. Are you talking about Wolf of Wall Street? That was really good. No, what's eating Gilbert Gray? That's touching. It just nobody <laughs> thinks about that, but boy. And, that, you know, in some ways, that really did anticipate climate change, that movie. But no, uh, we really had it. We did have a lot of warning. I mean, you and I had a lot of conversations back then before I became half spider and you started to de-age. We were doing our best to take it seriously, really, you know, working for uh, clients and, and everybody was just talking a lot about the climate. Yeah, we whiffed it. We whiffed it real bad. Well, <laughs> oh, no, no, boy. We, no, we tried though, Paul. I mean, look, hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah, I gave seven hundred dollars to a group of different climate charities. And, and look, it, I, it, it I remember back then. I was separating my papers and my plastics and my compost. I was oh, doing it. Sure. I was being a good citizen. You know, we're thirty years out. That ship is kind of sailed, right? It, well, literally, we all live on ships. 
and and we have to use sales. So there is that. What but, could we have done differently, Paul? Well, Richard, in retrospect, I just don't think it was possible because what we had to do was to accept the idea that growth was not the most important thing in every possible regard. And that turned out to be just be un-American. Nobody could stomach that. You know, I remember Bill Gates had that book. This is before, of course, he moved to that satellite. He had that book about, about climate. You know, he just really emphasized that no matter what you do, you can't stop growth because that will really interfere with the safety and well-being of the people who are just starting to get into the world economy, very focused on bringing people up. And yet at the same time, half the countries are in, in turmoil right now. And so, like, that's a tricky one. So it's a very it was a very tricky problem, and it turned out we just didn't have a good solution. The problem was that you can't just have infinite growth and exploitation of natural resources and dump carbon dioxide into the atmosphere without consequence. We thought we had it all worked out with carbon sequestration and we're trying to bring nuclear power. Was it too little, too late? A little bit think? of that, a little bit of that. It's also all the permafrost melting and, and California catching fire turns out to be, that's a bad carbon releasing event when the entire American West catches right. fire. So it's almost like a vicious cycle, right? Like, yeah, but you can. There's not enough rain. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of dry heat causing forest fires, which then the fires themselves actually unleash all of that. Of but the beach in Siberia is amazing. And yeah, it's nice. It's great. It is really nice. It's the new French Riviera. Well, there's no fish. So that, that part's difficult. Well, that's the thing, right? There's stuff shaped like fish, but it's actually just made out of soy and it's not good. You know what I always wonder is should technology as an industry, should we have doubled down at that exact moment on blockchain? That's what you're wondering. Well, I just think about it a lot. Like, you know, 30 years ago, you had a chance to really think about growth and build all kinds of stuff and, and get really involved in, in, like, building tools that would help people figure stuff out about climate. And, but then with all those cryptocurrencies, all that stuff, you remember those, right? Those, they were, I do remember deal. that. Yeah. yeah. That and was just, wild. People thought that would replace our, our beautiful meat-based economy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, they thought that would replace uh, a lot of things, and uh, it didn't work. But uh, for a yeah. brief moment, a lot of people owned six hundred thousand dollar cartoon monkeys. So I, I guess that was cool. You know, the strangest things distract us, and we couldn't get motivated in the right way. Let me ask you this. Let me put you back. I don't know. Let's go back to the year. Oh, I don't know. Twenty twenty two. Okay. 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 It's the beginning of the year, and you have just become president. Of the United, oh, the United States. Oh my God. Yeah. Yes, okay. Yes, yes. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It was 40, it was 50 at that point. Yeah, go ahead. Now you've seen what's happened to the earth. Canada is a resort destination. Somehow Canada always end, and you know, this was the case even back then. I was, any, any sci-fi book you read, Canada was always refuge for some reason. And here we are. Now, Canada is the world power. But putting that aside, you're the president of the United States, mm -hmm. which at that time, if I'm not mistaken, very powerful country. 2022, most powerful country in the world. You got this incredible military. Oh. What are you doing? Are you shooting stuff into the clouds? Like, what's the story? Like, head this off for us. It's, I'll remind you of some of the stories that were big at that moment. So, you had that Don't Look Up movie with Leonardo DiCaprio, where a comet's going to hit. And then there was um, mm -hmm. Neil Stevenson, sci fi author. He wrote the kind of libertarian climate novel where people inject sulfur into the sky in order to bring the global temperature down. And then that, that affects a lot, of, a lot of lives. You had the kind of Extinction Rebellion actions where people were uh, 
just protesting and saying we have to shut the economy down now if we need to. Like, let's, let's stop putting carbon in the air because you're wrecking us all. There wasn't really one consensus view you could kind of count on there. And there were a lot of different attempts. And, you know, later we did try to do a lot of stuff to change. That's the- awareness raising. That's not actual action. Like, you get to write executive orders. You're the well, president. Oh, What's step oh. one? What would I have done? You're the president. Stop watching Netflix. You just ran, you just read books and watch TV. That's you as president in 2022. God, that's probably true. Actually, you know, just <laughs> sounds wonderful. Let me bo- let's bo- let me boil it down even. I, I know you're distracted, dude, and I know you want to get back to your swimming pool up in Ontario. That's right. Give that's me a sec. Right. Well, and I have to I have to lubricate my robot arms. Putting that aside for just a moment. Okay. What's the first thing you do? You are president in 2022. Well, given what we know now about what happened, I accept some economic shock and I put an enormous tax on anything that is carbon emitting while trying to bootstrap a carbon marketplace as as ethically as I can. But for the most part, I have to get emissions under control. I pour trillions of dollars into alternative energy sources, wind, solar, Mm -hmm. also nuclear, whatever works, and anything that can electrify anything without burning carbon, Mm. I go for. I use every possible mechanism that I have, push that through Congress as hard as I can, and of course they all go with it, vote for it, make it happen, and $10 trillion in just the U.S. goes towards decarbonizing as more and more green jobs are created. Now, of course, all the other countries seeing us follow suit and agree to decarbonize as well. And in fact, we won't import anything that is a major greenhouse gas emitting has a production process. So you're you're a wartime president. You've decided we're at war. That is what, in retrospect, we probably should have done, is admit that we were in a fight with the weather of the future. Which kind of highlights why we flubbed it, Paul. Well. Because humans, until they're actually at war, are not very good at declaring war. They're just not good at it. Yeah. You have to see the pain. You have to feel the pain. Even when you feel the pain, there's going to be another cohort that's going to tell you, oh, that's not really pain. Well, Stop you just you turn it. up the air conditioning. Yeah. I mean, look, today, as, as we look ahead into now, and, you know, Congress no longer exists. It's just an AWS instance, which is convenient. I mean, it's easier to deal with. It's definitely, frankly. I mean, it does occasionally, you know, Virginia goes down on a pretty regular basis, but... <laughs> <laughs> but nonetheless, uh, overall uptime is pretty good. And God, it's easier to get them to vote on something. All right. You're not president. You are the CEO of Microsoft, the most successful technology company in the world in the year 2022. Okay. What can tech do, Paul? Tech seems to solve everything, man. We got a vaccine. I remember way back then, they told us you're going to have to wait five years for a vaccine. We got one in like a year. So why can't tech fix this one? What you see if you look at what technology is doing in 2022, historically, looking back, you'll see that there's a couple different things that are happening. You've got, obviously, supercomputers running climate models and, and making data available and so on. So that's predicting. Predicting. Okay, so those are good predictions. They've been around for a long time. 
They're very good. They're very accurate overall. And they, we've now had enough history to see that they, they worked pretty well. So good for them. Then there are all the startups, the carbon sequestration startups. That was quite a scene. And, you know, the cricket protein and, and like all these things, that, you know, beyond meat and all those things that were intended to take something that was extremely greenhouse gas emitting and then turn it into something that would emit no or, or negative, you know, like because we're going to plant trees or whatever. Okay, so there's a, there's a startup. Then you had the giant technology companies. And what they tended to do was try to solve things at a giant planetary scale, because that's how they see themselves. So Microsoft, yep. if I remember correctly, created a giant planetary observation lab. Uh, it was sort of like a service you could jump on and use all sorts of open climate data and do things with it. That was very good stuff for certain kinds of scientists, big not-for-profits and NGOs, mm. and they could kind of prove their stuff out. But it certainly didn't translate into individual actions for billions of people, which is another thing that technology is very good at. It got, you know, I don't know if you remember Facebook. Do you remember that? It was before it got renamed to Meta mm -hmm. at one point. That guy went, we don't talk. Well, he shot himself into space, too. Yeah. Like, I mean, you're in the middle of it. You're supposed to, like, testify in front of Congress. And next thing you know, you're in outer space. It's like, so that, weird. I never seen a trillionaire CEO just shoot himself into a black hole space anomaly off the side of the moon before. But, you know, you get that much money, you just do all kinds of stuff. Anyway, apparently he will be back 10,000 years from now, but we're not going to have to worry about that. You know, the technology industry, it will touch as many people as it can, always has, you know, in order mm -hmm. to get them to engage with brands, and, you know, look at ads and do stuff, or it'll sell them software. But it kept trying to resolve climate stuff into a, a kind of planetary issue. And I think that was because at that moment when it was really, really critical, what the tech industry couldn't figure out is that it was once again, you know, tech started in the 80s as kind of the servant of all the other industries. It would help you, you know, do your spreadsheets and, and organize your stuff. And then it got to be worth trillions of dollars and there were you know, millions and millions and millions of developers. And tech really decided that it ran the world and that software was eating the world and so on. And really what we needed at that moment, I think, was for technology to say, well, we exist in service of all humankind and we're going to give them the power to do climate-related things right there in their, in their hands using all of the tools that we've built. Changing, shifting individual, because tech is amazing at that, right? Like tech is incredible at changing how people if behave. If there's an economic incentive. And in this case, the economic incentive was negative. We need people to do less of things. That is bad for business, right? Now, it's worse for business to have no customers, which is, you know, unfortunately something that's happened throughout the world and has been hard mm -hmm. on the technology industry because when people don't exist, they won't buy cell phones. But at the time, that's a very hard thing to, to extrapolate. Only like large reinsurance firms think that way. And so... Uh, so the tech industry didn't quite get it together, but boy, did they make some some really interesting APIs that would let you query weather data. Maybe that's we're still big here. Flip. That's what's ma that's what matters. We're still here. Yeah, we are still here. But you know what, dude? I miss New York City. I miss the beaches and the Caribbean. Boy, that place is great. Remember the Rockaways and Coney Island? They were amazing. Then again, you know, some of them have only seen a few inches of sea level. It's just really the precipitation and the rising heat as well as the agricultural changes that are causing all the problems. But I don't want to belabor this. You know, life is still pretty great. I have 25 different kinds of coronavirus right now, but everything is going okay.
You didn't buy the the vaccine pack? Oh yeah, no. The, oh wait, are you using Android? No, I know to vaccinate? exactly. And you get that. Well, Ugh. and then I tried to get the vaccine subscription that comes in the box. Yeah, that that one went out of business. This is a great podcast. We've been doing this now for almost sixty. Yeah, years. this is episode number six hundred and forty-two thousand. <laughs> it's amazing we can still talk about workflow and product management. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, yeah, we don't really have a choice, do we? But the uh, I still love software. Still, the most exciting thing in the world, Paul. Wherever you are on the earth, and boy, the earth is changing on a on a minute to minute basis at this. But we were very smart ten years ago, fifteen years ago, when we decided to. We left our office in New York City, very tough. We moved into a fleet of boats that now traverse solar powered traverse mm-hmm. the oceans. We are the world's first ocean-based product development firm. Amazing. Um, Amazing. Just great Wait, work. So if I need services and I'm on the coast of North Carolina, how do I reach out? You might out? even how be do I reach on the coast, coast of West Virginia. I mean, you can send an email to <laughs> hello at postlight.com. And then oh, and one of our boats will come to you. That is how committed Amazing. we are to service. You can tell us everything that's going on and we will we will help you Build your digital product. It could be for drone-based vaccine injection. It could be for nanotechnology screen protectors. Uh, I mean, so many categories of product. It's weird because you still can't get a 3D graphics card, though. That's that's the hard part. I just yeah. Well, that we can't solve everything, but you know, product management, design nautical navigation. You can pay us in our uh, Globecoin wallet. It's very exciting. We're, we're really into that stuff too. So it's been a great 40 years of, of post-light. How many, how many vessels are in the fleet at this Oof, point? Boy, it's got to be in the hundreds, thousands of employees. As many of them are, are just people where we provide shelter to them while they're in transition. <laughs> It got dark, but okay. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. It's just part of being a good services company. Yeah. But yeah, if you're if you're experiencing critical risk, uh, we'll get in there and help you out. How do I learn more? Well, just go to postlight.com. That's on the World Wide Web. You have that on your sneakers. So go ahead and just tap in. <laughs> check that out. Let me TLDR this mm, podcast, okay. Paul. Even though everyone listened to it at 60x Yeah, speed, no, injected uh, directly into their cortical vein. Tech is incredibly capable of galvanizing change and accelerating change in positive ways. But to date... Tech is entirely incented and aligned towards money and capital. That's the hard part, isn't it? Oh, the tech is but, capable. but let's be clear. That's not just tech. That's everything. That is everything. That's everything. That and, everything. And also, tech is complicated because it's very expensive. Building yeah. things can be very expensive. So I think that when you look at the future, I've been thinking about this. I'm going to be writing about this. When you look at the future of technology and climate, you gotta start looking. You don't just think about like we're gonna rebuild something and we're gonna do carbon sequestration. Like, what can you build with the tools that exist? Because we actually don't have time to reinvent all of software. And so we'll talk about this more in the future. But right now we're in the future. We really are. Hello at postlight.com. I'm gonna go eat some cricket protein. Even though I'm 70 and, and mostly spider, I'm I'm still love this work. Ouch. Ooh, I just got in I just got another booster shot. It's oh, wow. crazy. It's just every like 20 minutes, it seems to. You just lost like seven pimples as you're reverting away from adolescence and, and <laughs> degrowing. What a miracle. 
have a great week. We'll talk to you next week on your phone, watch, earpiece, or podcast call. That's drop. right. I love it in pill form. So if you want to, if you want the archives, you can just <laughs> swallow them down. All right, friends. Have a great week. Paul. Have a great week here in the year twenty for for fifty eight. <laughs>